Hallelujah. Amen. So we do hold up glory. We do hold up her family and those that are hurting in our church family. Lord, we pray a blessing upon them. We pray the comforter minister to them, Lord God. Thank you that you are an ever-present help in a time of trouble. And so we surround them with our faith and with our love in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. So you're all familiar with the joy of generosity, how that we've sown some really good seed. I want to show you a couple of videos here back to back as we kind of wind up our communication on over $18,000 that we sowed out of the money that came in for the joy of generosity in the month of December. We were able to give $4,800 to uh, have a well, praise God, serve children in Africa. So we have another well, amen. We did a well years ago. And then, of course, Keith Hershey's ministry, we gave to the general fund of his missions, uh, missions endeavors around the world. There's just so many of them, it's hard to give just to one. So at his discretion, we sold 5,000 there. We sold another 5,000 to Rama, amen, so that the work of God can continue on real strong there, amen. amen. Then we sold another $1,000 to City Impact San Francisco Academy, which is an inner city school for children in the Tenderloin. We sold to the General Fund of the San Francisco Academy. And years ago, we sponsored seven children for a whole year. Amen? So your generosity is making a difference. Amen? And uh, we've said all along, we are not going to just hoard up all the blessings here. We're going to extend to the Bay Area and we're going to extend around the world with the good news. Amen? God is good all the time. Glory to God. I've got to gather myself here just a minute. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about windows of light and how the entrance of his word gives us light, right? And so once light comes from the word and revelation comes from the Holy Spirit, then I believe firmly that wonderful doors of opportunities are coming all of our ways. I believe that this is our year to flourish. This is our year to thrive. This is our year to increase. Amen. And we're moving up stronger than we ever have before. Glory to God. And then also you can expect streams of provision. Streams of provision. Everyone raise your hand and say, God, you are my provider. And you supply all of my need. According to your riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. We don't have the uh, privilege of putting the heart for the heart uh, goal up today, but we set a goal every month for $33,000 to help pay our mortgage payment, which is due February 10th. And we've had about 6,400 come in, so we got a ways to go. So be mindful of that as you begin to bring your tithes and offerings today to honor the Lord. You know what we are believing? We are believing that more people, praise God, are going to enter in and bring their tithes on a consistent basis. How many of you can hook with us on that? That there be no lack, there be no shortage, amen? And that God will show up and show out in every area of our life. So the ushers are going to come and they're going to wait on you. Those who need an envelope for your giving. Uh, please raise your hands at this time. And uh, there's different areas that you can give. You can give by check. You can give by cash if you need an envelope for your giving. You also can text in your giving. And you can give online. It's a real important day. Amen? Praise God. God is moving. He is moving. And you know what? In a few moments at the end of this service, I'm going to give an altar call. And there are several of you here today 
They're going to open up your heart to receive Jesus as your Lord. Amen. We're going to pray a miracle prayer. We're going to believe God together. We are going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You know, this morning we had two people born again in church at 9 a.m. And then last Sunday night we had two others born again. So we're believing God for some great things for you today. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your presence. Lord, as this message comes forth, I pray that you would encourage your people. That you would strengthen them, Lord. God, may the lights come on for many today. And Lord, we love you and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated and open your Bibles this morning, if you would, to the book of Job. Can there be any good thing come out of the book of Job? Oh, absolutely there can. I want to bring a message to you today called Living the Eagle Life. Living the Eagle Life. From the book of Job in 39, verse 27 through 29, it says, Does the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? That's what eagles do. They go way, way, way up higher and higher and higher, and they build this great, big, huge nest. It takes them a long time to build a nest for, of course, the, the female eagle and also the little eaglets. It's a place of safety, it's a place of security, and it's a great place of protection. The Bible says she dwells and abides on the rock. I think it's very interesting that you and I are to build our lives on the rock. That we are to dig deep. That we're going beyond the traditions of men. We're hearing the sayings of Christ. And we're doing them, and we're digging deep, and we build our foundation, our house, our nest, if you will, upon a rock. You heads of households, single parents, moms and dads, it's so important that you build a solid foundation, not only for your life, but for your loved ones, for your children, and for your grandchildren. Listen, as they see you hearing the word, And doing the word, they are going to follow suit. This nest, this place that the eagle builds is a place of safety. And your household should be a refuge. Amen. It should be a strong tower in times of trouble. And so we see here, it goes on to say, She dwells and abides on the rock, upon the crag of the rock, and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold afar off. The number one enemy to the eagle is the serpent. That's the number one enemy to the eagle. Our number one enemy is serpents, demons, devils, and evil spirits. Aren't you glad though for the solid rock? Aren't you glad that you've been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and you can look down upon serpents and scorpions? Amen. Now notice with me in another verse of scripture, it goes on to say in Psalms 103 and verses 1 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me. Do what? Have we got any blessers today of the Lord? I'm telling you, anything within me that can't praise the Lord, I don't want anything to do with it. I want my heart to praise the Lord. 
I want my lungs to praise the Lord. I want my gizzard to praise the Lord. Amen. For every fiber of my being, I'm all in, all in, all in the presence of God. Lift your hands and start praising him right now. Hallelujah. In verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that what? Notice it doesn't say that we go off and die like an old buzzard. No, thank God it's the will of God for your life to be renewed, just like the eagles. Just like they go through that molting process on a regular basis and shed their feathers. And their beak has been calcified through age. And they just beat their beak up against the rock. And they develop a new beak. And they get new feathers. And they're renewed by the Son of Righteousness. Amen? So it is the will of God for us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind and renewed by the spirit of the living God. Now Isaiah 40 is really what we want to look at this morning. Isaiah the 40th chapter says, Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, what does he do? Now I want you to read verse 30 together. Let's read together. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Now the word renew there, renew their strength means exchange their weak strength, their little strength for his great strength. Oh, I'm telling you, your great God has got great strength for you and for your race in this earth. Now the golden eagle is really the eagle that Isaiah saw. The golden eagle is the eagle of the Bible. The golden eagle, it speaks of dominion. The golden eagle speaks of the majesty of God. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. It's a beautiful picture. You know, they say that adult eagles, for example have a wingspan of about seven to nine feet. It's kind of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yet they only weigh about 12 pounds on the average. Now eagles, they can soar to heights of 10,000 feet or more. And they can dive at a speed of 75 to 100 miles per hour. And they that wait upon the Lord are going to renew their strength. I'm telling you today that that is his will for you. That is his expectation for each and every one of us to be renewed, to be able to mount up, to be able to run our race and finish our course. 
Now, if you're going to be, be an eagle, if you want to be an eagle, you got to be born as an eagle. If you want to be an eagle, stop messing around with those turkeys and chickens. And there's plenty of them to go around. You know, the story is told of a farmer who found a little baby eaglet. And he raised that little eaglet with chickens. And they were just scratching around the barnyard, just looking for some worms and something, peck, 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 looking for something to eat. And, uh, you know, it's very important you be careful who you associate with. But they'd just be pecking around the chicken yard. But on the inside, that little eaglet felt, you know, this just isn't right. I'm, I'm not in the right place. There's more for me. I'm a different breed. So one day, this great, big, beautiful eagle flew overhead. And that little eagle looked up longingly at that beautiful eagle soaring over its head. And thought to itself, I wish I could do that. But I'm just a chicken. I can't fly like that. Oh, but one day, everyone say one day. One day day a great storm blew in. And all the chickens ran to the hen house. They ran away. But that little eaglet stayed out there. And out of pure instinct, the eagle hopped up on the fence post. And spread out its wings. And there came a gust of wind. And it caught that eaglet's wingspan and lifted it up, up, up and away. It realized that day that it was not a chicken. I'm an eagle. I was created to soar. And I want to tell you folks, you have been born to soar. Oh, come on. You have been born for greater things. The greater one lives in you and he has greater things for you. There are no limits for God's eagles. What people have said about you can't stop you because you discovered you can have what you say. Amen. Woo! Your upbringing cannot stop you because you've been brought up by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the living God. Woo! Glory to God. And so this key phrase in verse 31 is mount up. Mount up with wings as eagles. The Hebrew word for mount is to ascend, to climb up, and to raise up. This covenant that you and I have with God enables us to mount up. You know, eagles as a way of life, they don't flap around, they soar. It doesn't wear itself out just flapping and flapping and flapping like a bunch of geese. No, but that eagle sits on a cliff way up high. And that eagle just waits. It just waits. It's waiting for those great thermal winds. Did you know that the Hebrew and Greek word for wind is spirit? An eagle, as it waits for the thermal winds, is not in a hurry. It has a sense when those winds are going to come. And when those winds come, it goes out. It may flap a couple times, but it stretches out those great wings. 
And without hardly any effort at all, he begins to soar. And there's a secret here for you and me. That we are to wait on the thermal winds of the Holy Spirit. And as we catch the wind of the Holy Spirit, it will carry us instead of us carrying it. How do we wait upon the Lord? We wait. We don't just drop by every now and then to say an emergency prayer. But they that wait upon the Lord in worship, those that expect and those that look eagerly for Him, those are the ones that will be able to mount up with wings as an eagle. And I've discovered this. That when we wait on the Lord and the Holy Spirit takes us where we need to go, it's not by your own might. It's not by your own works, but it is by the Spirit of the living God. For it is true that we are not saved through works. We are saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the precious gift of God. It's not of works lest any man should boast. I'm telling you eagles today, if you'll stay in the word and if you'll stay in the spirit and you'll let the Holy Spirit lift you up, you'll be able to enter in to the rest of God and you'll be able to enter into the no anxiety zone as you believe you can enter into rest and the very refreshment from the atmosphere of heaven itself. Hallelujah. Did you know it's possible to have days of heaven here on earth? It's very possible to have the very atmosphere of heaven in your life, in your job, in your children, in your everyday walk with Him. Say it with me. I've ceased from my own labors. And I enter in to the rest of God. So what does it mean? For you, what does it mean for me to soar? We know what it means for the eagle, but what does it mean for us? It means that you and I, through faith and by faith, can live a life above the weak and beggarly elements of this world. It means that you and I don't have to yield to the spirit of this age into the spirit of this world that would attempt to hold us down. Gloria Copeland said this, It's time for the body of Christ to present their bodies as a living sacrifice to God and begin to lay aside the weights and soar like an eagle. Amen. You see, the cares of this life The things of this age will try to hold you down and to hold you back. But I am persuaded that this congregation is a congregation that knows how to wait upon the Lord and to live by and to walk by and to talk by faith and therefore live a victorious life. Amen. And so the wind of the Holy Spirit enables you to mount up to amazing heights To see things perhaps you've never seen before. To know things you've never, ever known before. What is it that enables us to soar? What are our wings spiritually, if you will? Well, I like to say it this way. Faith is how we roll. Come on, somebody. Faith is how we talk. Come on now. Faith is how we walk. Faith is how we act. 
we live by, we walk by, we take the shield of faith, and we are world overcomers. Woo! Faith is our wings. Faith enables us to fly. This is the... Oh, glory to God. Look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. I don't want to let all the air out of my bottle yet. Ooh, I'm about to. Somebody's about to hold my meal because I'm ready to shout. This is the second time I preach this today. But now notice this. In verse 4 of 1 John 5, it says, Whatsoever is born of God. Born of God simply means that you're saved. I said in the, earlier today, in a few moments, we're going to give an altar call for you to be saved. If you're not saved. For you to have a no-so salvation. How many of you know God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son? That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Glory to God. I'm telling you, there is a miracle in your mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a miracle in your mouth. Well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean there's a miracle in my mouth? Well, I mean this. What Romans 10, 9 and 10 says says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he goes on to say, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you want to get out of religion into salvation, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that He's coming again soon for you and for me. You know, He lived a sinless life. And on Calvary's cross, you know what He did? On Calvary's cross, He didn't die for His own sins. He died for your sins and He died for my sins. But He came that you might have a no-so salvation. And many of you are going to come unto salvation this morning. So notice in 1 John 5, 4, it says, For whatsoever is born of God does what? And this is the victory that what? So it says, number one, you are born of God, you overcome the world. And then he goes on to say, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even what? Did you know that you have faith? And that you have world overcoming faith on the inside of you? You've got mountain moving faith on the inside of you? You have got the same faith that God has when God said, let there be light. You have the same faith that David had when he slew Goliath. You have the same faith that the four Hebrew children had in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. You got the same faith that Daniel had in the lion's den. You got the same faith that Abraham had when he said, I am the father of many nations. You got the same faith that Moses had when he stretched forth his rod. Hallelujah. And the Red Sea was split. The same mountain moving faith lives on the inside of you and on the inside of me. And you know what? You can have what you say. Especially if what you say is based on what he said. Yeah, but this person said this about me and that person said that about me. It don't matter what they said. It's what you say about yourself. 
Stop belittling God's creation. Stop belittling God's workmanship. And rise up, eagles, and declare that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Declare that you are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Pastor Tom quoted it in the first service. He said this, and I love it. Dad Hagen said this for years. He said, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Well, I wish I had the spirit of faith. You already have it. Stop wishing and start partaking. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, you can pull it up. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. We talked about some of the ones that we have the same spirit of faith with. We having the same spirit of faith. Not trying to get, but we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written. Let's read the rest together. I believe and therefore have I... Isn't that simple? Isn't that easy? I believe the word. Therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore... We speak. Say it with me. Faith is how we fly. We could say this, that faith is our wings. Enabling us to soar above the pull of this world. You see, there are two laws that are very simply put in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. You could pull that out. I can quote it to you, but I want you to see it. In Romans 8, 2, it says, For the law... Of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now that's the law that you're under and I'm under. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now notice with me. Has made us free. Or set us free from what? The law of sin and death originates from the spirit of death. Which is the enemy. It is of the world. It is base. The law of sin and death wants to keep you grounded. You know, they have terminology in aircraft. When a jet is grounded, it means it can't fly, right? And sometimes they ground jets for various reasons. But sometimes our lives seem grounded because the pull of this law of sin and death. But there is a higher law. And the higher law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes the law of sin and death. They have in aeronautics what they call the law of lift. That jet takes off at a great speed and they begin to adjust the wings a little bit. And all of a sudden it catches the wind and the law of lift lifts that great big huge 747 off the ground to where it's no longer pulled down by gravity, but it supersedes that law. Amen. And there is a higher law than the law of gravity. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. How many of you need a lift today? Several of you need a lift. I can tell by the looks in some of your face. But you know what? You're going to get a lift today. Hallelujah. Say say it to me. Keep preaching, Pastor. Keep preaching. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Hallelujah. So this is how we ascend. Even higher into His purpose for our lives. If you're going to soar, you must live. By faith. Now we found out that the eagle mounts up on the wind. What is our wind that our faith mounts up on? The wind we catch is the wind of the Holy Spirit. 
Again, the Hebrew word for wind is the same word for spirit. One of the workings of the Holy Spirit is to bring revelation to our lives about His will, about His word, and about His plan for our life. The spirit of revelation is revelation, knowledge, that is revealed to your heart. It's a knowing down on the inside of you when the word goes forth that all of a sudden, things that you've never seen before, the lights go on. How many of you can remember when the lights went on when you heard that it was God's will for you to be healed? You may have said like me, my days of sickness and disease are over with. How about this? How many of you can rejoice in the fact that you got revelation knowledge that you have right standing with God? You may have said down on the inside of you, my days of condemnation and guilt are over with. Why? Because you see, he was made sin for me who knew no sin that I might be made the righteousness of God in him. How many of you are believing God for wisdom and direction in your life right now? Here's a key. Wait upon the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit lighten your path. Let Him enlighten your darkness. In one sense, when you don't know what to do, it's not that there's darkness in your spirit, but you're just not clear. Well, the Holy Spirit and the winds of the Spirit will clarify His will and His plan for your life. The Holy Spirit will make decisions that have been difficult in days past easier. Amen? Amen. And so the, the, the revelation of the Spirit that He brings enables us to know things that we wouldn't know. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, I want you to look there. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter in the ninth verse. How you eagles doing out there? Hallelujah. Some of you are going to get up on a post on the fence in your backyard and take off. 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, what? The things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Do you love Him? Yes. Now, if you stop right there, you could get discouraged. And you could say, well, I have not seen, ear heard. I guess we're just not supposed to know. But you've got to read the verse after. Now, let's read the verse after, verse 10 together. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yes, the deep things of God. Let's read verse 11 and 12 together. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Are you ready to shout? Let's read this together. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So you've got the Spirit of faith, and you've got the Spirit of God. And so with those two things, you are able to soar. When He reveals something to you in the Word, or reveals something to you by His Spirit, understand that revelation is His ministry to you. And here's what happens. That's the wind that your faith catches. See, faith embraces this revelation, enabling you to mount up and to soar. 
And when this happens in my life, I've discovered this, that it gives me great momentum. And when you have the momentum of the word and the momentum of the spirit and you have spread your wings and you're soaring in God, there is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can hinder you because God is for you and God is on your side. Here's what soaring means. Soaring also means freedom from earthly boundaries and limitations. Deuteronomy says this, that we are the head and not the tail, and that we are above and not beneath. Now, unfortunately, most people are bound by what they see around them. But eagles have vision beyond the natural. Their focus and what they can see and how far they can see is totally amazing. It is said of an eagle that they can spot a quarter from one mile away. They've got unusual eyesight, unusual focus. And that's what spiritual eagles ought to have. See, the Bible says where there is no vision, what? The people perish. It's not the will of God for you to perish and for me to perish. It's the plan of God for you to prosper and to increase. Amen. And to live as more than a conqueror through Jesus' love for you. But this vision that you and I have has got to be developed. And it's got to be focused. Now I know that there's a lot of things around us that we have to do just as human beings. Wash needs to be done. Groceries need to be picked up. Dishes need to be washed. Amen. There's all sorts of things that will try to tie you down and hold you back from the ultimate vision that God has got for you. Somebody says, what do you mean? I believe this, that you and I should have a vision that reaches out beyond the temporary. That we have a vision that reaches out beyond the natural. That your vision and my vision as eagles of God, it reaches out into eternity. That we keep our eyes on what really matters. That we stay focused on that day when we will all see the Lord. I live with eternity in my view. I live for that day when I meet the master face to face. I live for that day to hear the master say, Mark, well done, not undone. Or not, well, I live for that day where I hear him say, Mark, well done. I live for the gospel. I live for you. I live for the kingdom of God. That's what I'm all about. And God has placed on the inside of each and every one of you giftings, talents, and abilities. And you must live for eternity. You must take what God has given you and do something with it. That's right. And not just sit around the barnyard with the rest of the chickens, complaining about the Democrats, marching against the Republicans, 
putting people down. You are not to put people down. You are to be a lifter of people, a blessing of people. You are to take the one talent perhaps that He's given you and use it and nurture it and value it and hold it up before the Lord and say, Lord, it ain't much, but it's what you've given me and I'm going to be faithful to do what you've called me to do. I'm not just going to sit here till I die. I'm going to do everything I can for your cause in the earth. And that message needs to burn deep within each and every one of our hearts. There's only one life to live. There's only one day at a time that we have to live. You don't know when it might be over. Jesus may come before I get this sentence out. And we will be held accountable for what we've done for what we've been given. Somebody says, well, I knew the pastor would. That's a cop-out. You know you will too. It's my responsibility. And it's your responsibility to keep eternity in our focus. Glory to God. All of the finances that we have sown as a church to other ministries, you may be up in heaven and a little child from Africa tap you on the shoulder. And say, you went to Pastor Mark's church and you gave $5 in that joy of generosity offering. I just want to thank you for giving to the Lord. I didn't die of thirst. I didn't die of poison. You may be up in heaven and you say, a Syrian refugee coming up to you and saying, thank you for giving to Keith Hershey's ministry, for Mutual Faith's ministry. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I didn't starve. I didn't die. I was protected by the power of God because of your generosity. Folks, that is keeping eternity in view. Every breath I breathe, every move I make, I want to make it count. Every breath you breathe, every move you make, you should make it count for the glory of God. Raise your hand up and say, Lord Jesus, I choose to live by the eternal purpose that you have given me. I will keep eternity in my view. Now, here's what happens. When you and I have a long vision... These temporal things become small. These temporal things that seem to matter so much, all of a sudden, hey, what's all the sweat about? I'm on my way to heaven. So an eagle can see for miles and miles. And as he ascends, he avoids many pitfalls. You've been raised up together. To avoid the pitfalls of the enemy. I've written in my notes. The normal boundaries of life without God. Are no longer a factor. For those who are in covenant with God. And those who soar with him. Another thing that soaring like an eagle does. It gives you the exhilaration of the joy of flight. How many of you just love to fly? That's about a tenth of you. I love to fly. The other week I got on a jet from Burbank to Oakland and I went up above the clouds and guess what I saw? I saw the sun and it was freedom and it was beautiful to be free. Hallelujah. From the rain. Amen. And last but not least, eagles can sense an oncoming storm. 
How many of you just know in your spirit sometimes when something's just not right? That, that, that's not the time to sit down and watch 10 hours of television. That's not the time to be backbiting against your neighbor. Amen? No. When you sense an uncoming, upcoming storm, what the eagle does at that moment, at that precise moment, they can soar to the great heights and ride above the storm. Here's what they can do. They can expand and contract their wings to adjust to the wind. And they can appear to be gliding effortlessly in the midst of chaos. When they need to soar higher, the eagle will contract its wings slightly and lift to a higher level. When the wind dies down, the eagle begins to descend and simply expands its wings to balance out its glide to safety. And God's promise to you and God's promise to me is this, that as we cling to God, we will be able to pull in and ride above the storm as long as we stay beneath God's wing of love. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Raise your hands, eagles, and say it with me. Heavenly Father, I choose to live the eagle life. No more hanging around with turkeys. No more hanging around with chickens. I was born to soar. Lord, I thank you that you've got great things for me. And I declare the greater one lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, Heavenly Father, help me to live the long view. Help me to live with eternity in my view. Give me a vision, Lord, for my life and for your purpose for my life. I rise up with the spirit of faith and by the spirit of the living God. And I embrace your word and I embrace your plan. And as I soar today, it brings momentum and takes me to places that I've never been before. And I give you thanks for it now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I trust you got something out of the message today. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Praise God.